0: Hey, everybody. Uh, I am Micah Rich.
1: I'm Olivia Kane.
0: Uh, and we are the League of Mobile Type. We're here with the first ever weekly typographic podcast.
1: It's going to be super exciting. So all week, we gather links to bring you guys for the weekly typographic. And now we're kind of going to talk about them and, like, give you our thoughts and why we think they're so awesome and important and, like, talk about type design and the future that's ahead of us.
0: Yeah, totally. We, we kind of found ourselves meeting every week anyway to talk about this stuff and we thought this seems like a good thing to share.
1: Yeah, exactly. So super casual, nothing super formal, but hopefully you'll enjoy hearing us talk about what's going on in the type and design world.
0: And a little bit about what's going on with us too. Hopefully.
1: Things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'd be doing this podcast in injustice if I didn't start with IBM. <laughs> because
0: so this is us. We're jumping right in. This yeah. is the cool stuff that we found this week. The coolest thing that you are most excited about is this is this thing that we found from IBM.
1: Yes, I've been nodding this whole time. I'm very <laughs> excited.
0: Great. Right, okay.
1: So the title of the co-design article was IBM's Quest to Design for New Helvetica. But they missed out on the most important thing. That is an open source typeface. This is crazy. Okay, so I have been planning this question to ask you all day. Okay. Are there any other open source fonts that are a customized corporate font? Are there any customized corporate fonts that are open source, I guess? Uh,
0: I mean, yes, I think so. I'm fairly certain Adobe has uh, some. Uh, what, what do you mean by corporate? Like, like corporate uh, identity?
1: Like a, No, just like a custom font for a company.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Mozilla.
1: Oh, you're right. That's
0: a huge one. Okay,
1: um, okay. Now so we're talking also. about this. Um, What's Adobe? Adobe? What are you talking about? Adobe, talking about?
0: Adobe oh. has a bunch of great open source fonts. Really? Um, yeah. That
1: they use for their and brand?
0: Years, so.
1: Okay. Oh, cool. I I'll guess I
0: don't know, know if they use them for, my, for their brand. No, I'm, not, I'm not sure.
1: I mean, they probably yeah. do. Um.
0: Mm-hmm. But at least Mozilla I mean for sure Mozilla okay, that was I totally a huge deal a few
1: months forgot ago. about that yeah I know um,
0: but at, at the same time uh, it is still I feel like a revolutionary thing so, yes. like this is not a thing that happens uh, frequently by any means like this is this is in itself kind of newsworthy newsworthy yes. the fact that it is open source
1: yeah
0: now, I haven't really looked at this Okay.
1: Yet. We're, we're going to talk. Okay. Okay, I haven't really looked at the font that much either. <laughs> but I've been reading about it because I'm just really excited about the concept. So, the people that designed this font were in IBM's design team. And they're like actually encouraging people to go out and use it. It's not just like, here it is. They're saying, you know, if we saw it in a coffee shop, if we saw it, someone using it for a design project, we'll be we happy. Like, That's cool. We want it being used. I like that. And it, they designed it less so. So they designed, of course, in the voice of IBM, but they're also designing it as like a new bespoke typeface to kind of honor the history of their like 19th century start. So basically, they're saying like, get rid of Helvetica; it's being overused. Um, Here's like a friendlier, gentler version of it. Um, but honestly, like their video that they put out was great. They talked about Paul Rand and like the origination of their brand in general. And it really is trying to go back to that, but they're hoping that like, it'll become ubiquitous. Like Politica has.
0: I really want to know, I mean, do you think from reading through this, obviously mm-hmm. we haven't talked to them yet, yes. uh, but, um, uh, is that, is that the intention of, of why they made it open source because they wanted this branding, essentially, to be like this ubiquitous thing that is used all over? Do you think that's why they made it open source?
1: They're, well, yeah, they're talking about it. They're talking about the, the design of it being more of like a philosophical rebirth. I hate saying that, but you know, it's not just so that rebirth they're... Of what? I guess rebirth of like a... I, they call it bespoke, which is honestly a word that is way overused <laughs> in today's terms. Um, that in millennial thing. Yes. But th- I mean, it's like a really rigorous font. I mean, from what they're describing, I have not totally looked into it that far. Um, but yeah, they're hoping for it to be like pretty widely used. That's
0: that's really interesting. It's not I just mean, like,
1: hey, we're IBM, we love ourselves. Like the way eBay or YouTube has been coming out with fonts. Like, oh my gosh, we're amazing. This is our typeface. <laughs> we're so pretty. Don't you agree? We're so professional. We're so clean. Or this is just like, hey, like we did a cool thing. We're gonna share it with you guys.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I have actually read a few articles about the culture inside IBM changing in the last few hey. years. Uh, you know, because I'm besides being a designer, I'm also a developer. Yeah. And I I feel like that was a big thing in their developer culture was going from this like corporate feeling company to kind of having these like teams of startups on the inside oh. where like they're trying to innovate. In, in a whole bunch of ways internally yeah. and so that I think that context sort of seems to be applying here where like it sounds like the design team is trying to do the same thing and yeah. like as IBM we have the resources to do this thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's do it
1: no for sure it's like the design team wanted to take initiative and said you know yeah just like that That's Like super yeah, flipping cool I know I know I'm really excited about this um it's available for download If you probably Google IBM Plex, P-L-E-X, that's the name of the bot, their website literally says, for type-based lovers, download here, and you just download it. It's so simple. I know. It's really sweet. So, I mean, definitely check it out. That's a
0: big deal. That's really exciting.
1: I know. I'm I'm really excited and just, like, really thrilled.
0: I love uh, both when, like, big recognizable companies start understanding the value of open source and when, like... Big uh, magazines, like Go design are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: start spreading that kind of stuff. Exactly. I,
1: I know. I, I mean, I was so excited. So that is one of the bigger giants of the type news from the past week. Um, other giants in type news, not as big of a deal, I think, but definitely what we're talking about is Monotype came out with a What The Font mobile app. So I'm getting a little bit of mixed sources. I don't know if the mobile app's been around for a while or not, but they are using AI now to identify fonts.
0: Uh, I'm really curious what they were using before AI. Me
1: too. <laughs> See, and then so I'm like, but what, what was happening? I mean, I've used what the font in the past, and obviously it's always been terrible. <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, it's. I mean, it, was, it
0: gives you a very rough idea of fonts that are somewhat similar to the thing that you were looking
1: for yes so, so i've actually used the mobile app last night oh. i tried it out mm. it was like pretty good
0: it was, what did you try it on
1: um i tried it and i was reading the elements of style nice i mean i guess it was like a basic but Bedoni- it was it was a Bodoni italic bold and i got Bodoni italic bold i mean it got weight which was interesting <laughs> uh-huh. which is helpful but the main i think like Showcase of this new app is that it can get script better. It can mm. understand more connected letters. With that said, in the co-design article, the person that wrote it said they tried to do Snell roundhand, which I'm pretty sure is a, is on all of our Adobe programs, and didn't get it. So that makes me a little bit question questioning the whole thing in general. But
0: well, I mean, I certainly haven't read a ton about this. I've seen like a little bit of news about it or whatever. Yeah. But if if they are using artificial intelligence behind the scenes, I assume then that there's some element of it learning as you use it. Yes. More.
1: Yes. And in the article, they say, as more people use the algorithm, the better it will get. So right now the accuracy is 90%. Um, I'm that's like pretty good. Um, it really depends on how much of like, if your picture is low quality or high quality, whether it can get it or sure. the set of characters, but right now, the <laughs> yeah, app is thinking through 33 million images to get your copy wow. so for every font that's loaded into the what the font app there's 250 images it's kind of absurd wow. when you start like really thinking about I it i
0: really wonder where all that information came from
1: i yeah i mean
0: i, I mean have, i i guess also as a developer like i have experimented on a few projects with yeah. like, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Okay. So I'm I'm super interested in the tech, which there is no detail about. No, Understandably, nothing. But like, prototypes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, we made this cool thing. Go use it.
0: I mean, that's. I feel like that's kind of a big endeavor. No, it and is something that I really want to see, and I hope. I hope maybe they can come out with more about how it works. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're protective of the. Okay.
1: Yeah, of the actual way they did that because I don't want people to start copying them.
0: Right. Uh, but also like it's just a marketing channel for them, right? Exactly. Like it's
1: totally. I mean this is powered by MyFonts. So right. it it searches through the My Fonts font, which is owned by Monotype.
0: Right. But oh, it. it's um, it easy to forget. It's a good time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, I mean, part of it is probably a marketing scheme. It will ask you if you want to buy it after it identifies your font
0: for you. So, I mean, mean, or if you want to share it. And and probably very useful in a lot of situations.
1: I mean, I think my font is such a big catalog where, like, I understand that. I mean, do you want to buy it? Yeah, that makes sense. They have so many freaking fonts in there. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but a lot of
0: ending fonts, too.
1: Yeah, which is yeah. and a lot of fonts by, like, yeah, independent designers, which is really cool. It makes me think, though, that, like, I get asked a lot. So I, okay, it's Olivia. I work at Penguin Random House. I am resident type nerd. Um, in my imprint and I often get asked like someone will show me like a book cover and be like what font is this and then yeah. I always kind of enjoy going on this journey through like <laughs> fonts and use through like looking at like oh you know serif or serif font 1970s I'll google it and I'll look through like 500 fonts and then yeah. you know it's really really rewarding when you can find the font based on like what you know about how to categorize them so I don't know if this is... I mean, this might be... Are you saying you feel threatened? I feel a little
0: threatened. No, it's (laughs) silly. I
1: mean, it's okay. Because there's times when I want to know what a font is, and I don't want to really have to spend an hour (laughs) to figure it out. Now I have a phone with an app that maybe can figure it out. So it'll be interesting. I don't think it's the... I think it's a means to an end. I don't think someone should see a font on the sidewalk, take a picture of it, being like, oh, maybe I could use this for a project. I think it's always a good idea to actually use it in your project and see if it works. Just because you like the way it looks, you know, there's a lot more to a font than just the superficial. You know
0: I mean sure, that is true.
1: Design of it. There's really great like history and people that design it, that matters. But um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if this like really makes a difference.
0: I mean I just think it's exciting because last time I used with the font. It was a website that looked like it was made in 1992. Totally. Totally. So, like, this is just kind of neat. No,
1: that they care and, like, they're reminding everyone that, like, they can improve stuff. No, I totally agree. It's a good tool. Okay, but this is a perfect segue into the next link, Um, Uh, which, uh, mm, oh, ooh, uh, okay, wait. (laughs) I want to go to this link. It is how Michael Beirut's he a typeface and he, okay, so Michael Beirut or Beirut? I'm not totally sure. I think it's Beirut. Beirut, okay. Um,
0: He's a partner of Pentagram. Yeah, partner of
1: Pentagram. So, like, you don't know what Pentagram is, big deal branding agency, did like Hillary Clinton, is like the Met Opera. does so many things. Horizon.
0: Actually, uh, Matt, who made uh, Orbitron and Railway, worked oh. there for a minute. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: They're a super famous, really, really high profile. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So Michael Beirut worked for Massimo Vignelli. And If you don't know Massimo, he only used five fonts.
0: Famous, like legendary designer, made like the whole New York subway system yes. and American Airlines. Oh, like, uh, probably. Trading, and yeah. A bunch of other stuff. He used
1: you five fonts. Don't know
0: that you know.
1: Helvetica, Futura, Garamond, Century, Century Expanded, and Bodoni. So solid picks. Yeah, and and so Michael Beirut kind of walks us through like him being in this environment for 10 years only being used to use five fonts which is crazy. <laughs> That's, That's
0: really interesting. It's insane.
1: Um, but, and then he said that right after he moved on to his next job, he decided to do a project with 37 different fonts on 16 pages. So he like was let loose um, and kind of describes that whole mistake. But instead, during the article, he kind of finds a middle ground and gives you really, 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 really good pointers on how to pick your fonts, like pointers that I do think about, but have a hard time articulating. I'm like, yes, exactly. So all 13 of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, if you want to know some of them, one of them, if this makes people feel better is pick a font because it's beautiful. That's okay sometimes. And he kind of gives an example of that, but then there's more helpful ones like pick one because of who designed it. Like, pick a font because, like, its name. Pick a font because you like its history. Some of them are more trivial. I think the name picking one is a little trivial. But, um.
0: It, but I, you know, I kind of like that it's just saying, like, hey, that is fine too. That's true. I like that. That's I know. Okay.
1: So basically, I feel like Micah, you're always like, the more lenient typographic purist. I'm I like, suppose. no, the history <laughs> is everything. So, I mean...
0: But I like that he mentions that that is a, a good way to pick a font, too. Yeah. That is, that is one of the tools that you have at your disposal is to understand the history. Yes. I like that. No, for sure.
1: And he, he mentions more, like, intuitive things, too. He talks about... So one of it's pick a font because it works. But also know that... Certain fonts mean certain things to different people. It reminds you of something, but reminds someone else of something totally different. Um, So that's, like, always something to keep in mind is, like, your intuitive sense of fonts and, like, what you've been exposed to and how that influences what you think about when you see a certain font. Yeah, that's very
0: true. So
1: he just, like, really covered the board as to, like, what I want to tell people when they ask me to pick a font for them. I'm always like, okay, but now I have this to be like, well, read this. This will help you out.
0: I feel like you know I, I haven't read through every word of this, but uh-huh. I, I sort of skimmed it. I like the yeah. advice. It seems like uh, less less like actionable. Like you could do exactly this, yeah. and more like think about it from this perspective. Yes, and which he is like kind of
1: yeah, he turns the wheel like a bunch of different times. He went this way, this way, and like really helpful. The best takeaway from this was. Um, So, Futura, as we all know, it's, like, super popular right now. Everyone's using it. Everyone loves, like, a good geometric sans, often bold. And he talks about it. Um, He says whenever, like, I want to make words look straightforward, conversational, and smart, he uses Futura. And then he explains why. And I think this has always been the back of my mind, but I've never been able to express it. It's because of the first famous advertising campaign were those Volkswagen campaigns. And they were all set in Upper and lowercase Futura, and they all were trying to communicate that this little bug is accessible. It's friendly. It's you know,
0: and the messaging in that was very conversational, right? Yes,
1: and you know, I actually never really thought about like Ah. the font that was set in before, which is crazy. I
0: mean, I certainly have, but I've never really thought about it in the perspective of that is why he feels you know a lot of people feel like it is this font association.
1: Yes, and like that is really why you will see so many brandings, brandings for like people that want to, you know, really have like a easy conversational tone.
0: You know, I have to say I actually have kind of the opposite association with Futura. Really
1: do. You I have think this because
0: I like, I grew up seeing Futura as like a NASA font.
1: That's so interesting.
0: And so to me it's like this very uh serious legitimate but also kind of like no bullshit yeah uh like straightforward yeah. also but not in like a conversational way like I, yeah. I i see it i'm realizing now in this conversation with that association of nasa oh totally how neat
1: and like the last sentence in that little snippet he says one morning what reminds you of something may remind someone else of something else cool.
0: that's oh, oh that's wise right? okay i like to right? a lot more
1: okay quick side note so a few weeks ago we talked about never use futura one of the new books that has right. come out right. in the world of type- typefaces and i finished it and oh. it was it was super interesting i'm only
0: a little bit into it oh so don't give me any spoilers
1: i but, won't uh, you
0: it's, know what was your reaction what?
1: it was really nice i feel like it had it was nice that it touched on a lot of different uses of Futura. Um, It didn't just focus on the political history. It didn't just focus on like the retail use of it. It kind of was like here are a bunch of ways Futura is used. Here is it in film titles. Like here is it in NASA. I mean, there's a big section on NASA. Like here is it used in political campaigns. There's a really interesting part about how he talks about. So, Sharp Sands was used for Hillary's campaign. Mm -hmm. um, And it was really refined, really friendly. They actually changed the dots of the eyes of Sharp Sands to be friendlier for this campaign. They customized it. And, um, you know, all the designers, like, they couldn't say anything bad about the design of the typeface. But Trump, who obviously won the election, used Times New Roman on his hat. Yeah. Times New Roman. All caps. Yeah. And they're saying that you know because of this non-design aesthetic, basically, he didn't have any consistency of typefaces throughout his campaigns across the U.S. You know, it might have sent the message that he was not elitist, that he was not pretentious, that he was accessible to people that were not design conscious. Yeah. Which I don't know, mate. I don't know. It really, I keep on thinking about that. You know, it might, who knows. No one can really say. Obviously, no one wins a campaign with the design, but it does influence how you think of them and how you imagine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is branding in every in every way. It is it is like branding a company. You have the same associations with a political campaign. Yeah. So I I think that's an interesting take. Yeah.
1: No. I mean, it just makes you think.
0: So uh, that was that was. Um, an educational
1: book? Yeah. I, I, it's, I don't think it's going to go down in my favorite educational type books. <laughs> okay. But um, it's hard to match just my type. That is, I mean, that is my ultimate favorite. I
0: mean the title alone. Yeah. but, but
1: I, I know. I know. I it's love perfect. Um, but it was really good and they had just like really good yeah. visual examples. Like, that's the thing is just my type isn't full of so many like visual examples. But Never Use Futura was like, Kira Futura used so many places over nearly a hundred like, over nearly 100 years.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to get more in-depth. In I'm, I'm not usually a history buff. You know this about me, but uh, I am interested in it. Yeah, And uh, I think it is just so interesting in itself that this entire book is about the history of one font. Yeah. And that font is significant enough to in all of these places, yeah. and that no one has ever really compiled that into one spot. Before. Yeah, yeah, and
1: it's honestly probably because Geometric Sands, as we know it right now, 2017, is being used so many places. And I didn't realize this, but like I have not seen Helvetica in a while. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've seen <laughs> like Helvetica really is like a killer branding as of recent. Uh-huh. I mean, like I think of what I've been seeing, and I'm sure there's some grotesque fonts <laughs> that are similar to Helvetica, but Futura's, like, really taking the reins right now. And there's going to be a time, I do think, in the future, and he mentions this, that, like, Futura's going to wait out and yeah. is going to come in. Yeah, or maybe sure. IBM Plex, as they are trying to create. Um, but, yeah, so I just think Futura's having a moment right now, which is really interesting.
0: I think that's also what? interesting what? when whenever I talk to you about this kind of stuff because I don't ever feel like I have my finger on the pulse of what's, what's cool <laughs> at the moment. <laughs>
1: No, you totally
0: do. I, I don't feel like I do. I feel like, you know, I, I'm uh, similar to what what you were describing Michael Beirut was forced to do. I, like, force myself to <laughs> use a handful of fonts, and most of them are lean fonts. because right? I I, they're like,
1: high-quality sure. open source fonts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not that that was supposed to be an advertisement, but, uh, you know, I, I have my handful, and so, like, it's really interesting to hear you say that Futura is having a moment, because to me, it's like, well, it... It had a moment last year and it did the year before, too. And yeah. Like, there's always somebody using Futura. Yeah. But I think it's also sort of the, the derivatives of Futura. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once you combine all of those into the, the category of coming from Futura, mm-hmm. I kind
1: of get it. Yeah. It, it's super fascinating. I'm interested to see when Helvetica slowly creeps back for a lot. <laughs> but seriously, it's I mean, been a I've, minute. I've always loved Helvetica. I, I mean, I, it's still like...
0: <laughs> all right so that's uh a handful of some of the I, I you know i think there's a couple more that we might include maybe one or two more possibly right yeah, those are like the
1: meatier ones
0: those were the fun ones
1: yeah no i'm glad we talked about it before we let everyone go onto their merry day we have to talk about some <laughs> new exciting week stuff
0: i am super excited about
1: that. like more so than this pod this podcast is very new and exciting
0: sure yeah i and mean more
1: I, new exciting things are coming your way <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, so, in general, we have been working for a long time to redo the site. Um, and that in itself is kind of fun because, you know, redoing the site is an opportunity to do a lot of new stuff after that. Yeah. Um, we, we did some experiments with, like, totally rethinking how the site should work, and we ended up kind of going and then coming back to this point where I feel really good about it. Yeah. And so, in a couple weeks that should be ready to go, and uh, we're kinda gonna launch it at the same time as another sort of big deal. Yes! Uh, so I'm, I'm equally, if not more, excited actually about this, in that also for a long time, we've been talking about the future of the league being education, like teaching yes. people how to use and make fonts. Yes. And uh, quite a few months ago, I started partnering with Thomas Jockin, who started Type Thursday, which is now like this crazy worldwide Worldwide
1: phenomenon. you could really call it a worldwide phenomenon. It's amazing. It's in London Um, and all over the US.
0: So you know, he started these this 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 crazy worldwide meetup uh, Mm -hmm. that meets every month. He's a type designer. He's a type teacher. He teaches typography at a bunch of schools here in New York. And so we have been working together to make our first type design course for the league It's and I'm super excited about it. I don't want to give away like all the details yet, but the plan is to open the doors in a few weeks and, yeah. uh, try to, you know, it's, it's a beginner centric course. It's for people who want to make their first font. Um, yeah. and I'm kind of excited because, uh, you know, I guess you'll, you'll learn more about me and the league as we talk more every week. But like, <laughs> I am not, by trade, a type designer. And so it's really awesome, like, working next to the super professional type designer, learning all these little tricks, and, like, learning how you uh, start with certain things, and how can you, you can, like, reuse certain pieces. Yes. Like, there's so much dense material in this guy.
1: It's is so good at
0: <laughs> and sharing.
1: It's so good. and I'm someone that has designed a typeface for school, so I taught myself lifts from scratch. And then I watch one of those sample videos of the class, I'm like, what the heck? I was showing you this a long time ago. Like, so even if you have experimented and dabbled in plot making, I mean, this is the real freaking deal.
0: I mean, we're we're gonna be like sitting with a pro learning everything that he could possibly teach us. I'm
1: so excited. And it's
0: a it's a live class too. So like there's some pros and cons about that, but I think that is gonna mean that like there's gonna be a lot of really uh, real interaction between yes. like, me the person who wants to learn this stuff yes. and the teacher who is there at the same time teaching us
1: it's just it's going to be so helpful As someone that has tried to teach himself how to use the type based software like just so there's so many pain points that would have disappeared by just someone that you are doing available to
0: So I'm super excited about this uh, you know we'll have more detail in the next couple of weeks but we're going to open the doors in a couple weeks, and hey. we'll be sure to share all of that in the newsletter and email you about it, tweet, nonstop, all that totally. stuff, because I'm just so darn excited. Yes. Um, okay. But I just wanted to share that. Yeah.
1: We, we had to share it. it. We
0: have to. But
1: we're taking up way too much of your time. <laughs> so <laughs> uh,
0: Hopefully, you guys felt like this was fun. Um, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear what you thought of this. and. If you have any cool stuff for us to check out next week, too, please tell us. Please uh, let us know. Tweet us at the League of on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram, it's the same thing, uh, and Facebook. Uh, the League Mobile type, or just email, email. us.
1: Reply to this email that yeah. you opened to yeah, get totes. this. Okay. Thanks, everyone.
0: All right. Sweet. See you guys next week.